Welcome to the Transformation Goddess Divine Feminine Spotlight. I'm your host, Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com and the host of the Divine Feminine Spotlight and the Goddess Talk Sessions. We're celebrating thousands and thousands of listeners and downloads, and I'm so very grateful that you continue to come back each and every month. The intention of the Divine Feminine Spotlight is to share transformational stories of women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of claiming their feminine sovereignty. And today, it's my honor to introduce you to Helen Hodgson. Helen has more than 25 years experience as a registered nurse and personal fitness trainer and has been a massage therapist since 1995. She founded Serve the Goddess in 2000 after working for many prestigious spas and in private practice. With a staff of 50 massage and spa technicians, Serve the Goddess provides massage and spa services throughout Southern California. Helen is an advocate for empowering women using the ancient wisdom of the goddesses. She inspires women to practice extreme self-care and self-love through reverence, rejuvenation, relaxation, and the healing power of touch. She is also the recent best-selling author of Couples Massage Handbook, Deepen Your Relationship with the Healing Power of Touch, and she leads women's and couples weekend retreats throughout Southern California. Welcome to the Transformation Goddess podcast, Helen. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you so much, Shan, and I love the way you say serve the goddess. Well, that's good. I like to say serve the goddess. (laughs) You say it with such reverence. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. (laughs) Yes, my pleasure. My pleasure. Let's begin our conversation today, Helen, talking about a very significant transformation that you've experienced and would like to share with the women who are listening in. Absolutely. Um, I think my big transition was over 15 years ago. And as a struggling massage therapist in the early 90s, doing lots and lots of massage, I got busy very quickly as soon as I graduated from massage school and was very fortunate to have a long list of celebrity clients. But I was struggling because I didn't know how to say no and I would pack my schedule back to back with massages. I would even schedule clients on my one and only day off. I knew nothing of boundaries. I was pretty much a people pleaser. I was getting a lot of gratification from my work and certainly building up my practice then that I didn't know really how to take care of myself and and, uh, and have downtime for myself that I needed. So what would happen was about every three months, I would get sick, of course. My immune system was overloaded. Massage therapy is a very energetic process. You're very much giving out the whole time. And I would get sick and I would lie in bed and I can picture this so clearly. I would get out my phone, my address book, and then call all my clients that I scheduled, and I had to cancel them. 
And I hated doing that, of course, because I wasn't getting an income being self-employed, and I felt like I was letting everybody down. And this happened to me over and over again until I suddenly broke down and realized I have to take better care of myself because I can't continue doing this. I wouldn't I would imagine myself not having a career anymore. So I needed to clone myself, essentially. But more importantly than that, I turned to the wisdom of the ancient goddesses, and I had an epiphany, an awakening, if you like. And I saw the goddess Aphrodite, the Greek goddess Aphrodite, who was known to the Western world as goddess of sexuality, love, and beauty. But within that archetype, I saw and witnessed a deep sense of reverence and self-love. And that was the start of my journey into taking better care of myself, Mm -hmm. tapping into the wisdom of Aphrodite. And what a wonderful teacher Aphrodite is. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about your pilgrimage to uh, Cyprus. Yes, yes. Um, once I started to tap into um, her teachings, um, I studied quite extensively with Jean Shinoda Bolan. Um, she is the author of Goddesses in Every Woman, the Powerful Archetypes in Women's Lives. And also, I've read extensively um, Charlene Spretnik's work. Mm-hmm. Um, her work is The Lost Goddesses of Early Greece. Um, because a, a lot of the Greek myths um, do have some patriarchal influence, of course, because they were, um, you know, looked at by the ancient Greeks. But I love what she did um, in her, her body of work and in, the, in so much that she reclaimed the myth. Um, and part of my reclamation with Aphrodite was to go to her birthplace, um, which is on, in the island of Cyprus on Paphos. And I was very fortunate to have a family friend who lived out there. And um, she took me around all the ancient sites. And as soon as I stepped on the island, I swear I could feel Aphrodite's energy around me the whole time. Mm, What a wonderful feeling that would be. It was so powerful. There was so much love. Um, And I went with my sister. And the ironic thing was, we didn't get on that well during this trip. And I thought to myself, how ironic. Here we are. On the island of love and beauty, love being definitely the, the stronger force. And it really gave me an opportunity to sit down with my sister and um, connect with her and bridge. Mm, what a, oh, what a beautiful experience. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was quite profound. And even stepping on onto around, once you... I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of the rock, um, but they're, they're, you're not allowed, of course, you know, they weren't allowed to create any buildings around the sacred site, of course. But when you drive, when you come around um, the road and you approach um, Pathos, it, it 
it just hits you. It's it's like all the photographs you've ever seen, all the paintings you've ever seen of the sacred site. It's as if nothing has changed. Oh. Well, I hope to get there someday. Oh, um, you must. I my my daughter continues to um, you know poke and prod and tell me that that's one of the adventures she'd like to do. So wouldn't that be a oh. wouldn't that be wonderful to do that with your daughter? Oh, so yeah. we we shall see. Well, let, let's yeah. let's segue this um, this awakening and the the beginning of your of your journey here with the goddess to how you've learned to relate to your body and your sexuality and your power. I've always been very much aware of my sexuality at a young age. Um, and I've always had a lot of male attention from a very young age and recognizing the power in that. Um, it is a very strong force as a woman that, that you know, that we have our sexual powers. Um, it was, it's been a little scary over the years only because I have received a lot of attention and not knowing what to do. But as I've studied more into the... Um, archetype of Aphrodite, she's the only alchemical goddess in that she gets this, she loves people, and I always, I've always had a genuine interest in people. I get that from my mother, who is no longer here, but she always told me an interested person is an interesting person. So to show interest in other people is is one act of kindness, and that was also part of her legacy, which I'm, you know, I take with me very seriously. Is is a kindness in the world. So I've always been very much aware of my sexuality and power, and having a sort of a freeness and awareness. Even though I come from England, as you can tell by my accent, it's not typical <laughs> to be so open and free. And I've even along the way had people tell me to tone down my um, my openness, I think, and my freedom. Mm. And which of course to my shock and horror, um, why? Don't we need more openness and freedom and love in the world? Um, it's it would be taking away my divine right as as a woman, as an and especially as an Aphrodite woman. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Um, I mean, I'll go on to explain later. I don't believe that we are all part of one particular goddess. We have a little bit of every goddess within us, mm -hmm. but there's always going to be one that um, you'll relate to more so. And um, I haven't always been this way. I used, like, part of my transformation struggle was that I was an over-pleaser. And... Um, I wasn't taking care of myself, but as soon as I saw the wisdom of that, then that's when my power came in, that it's okay to say no. And that's when my power comes in. Mm -hmm. Boundaries. Saying, mm -hmm. saying yes. no, saying no without explanation. Yeah. You know, I always remind, mm -hmm. I always remind the women that I work with that no thank you is plenty. That's yes. just you enough. You, know, you don't have to go any further than that. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, I think if you start over, 
explaining. It takes away your power. It does. It's like less is more. I agree. I agree. There is a grace. There certainly is a grace to saying no. And you also relate to your power by keeping your body strong yes. and your voice clear. Yes. Talk to, me a little, yes. talk to me a little bit more about that. Um, well, I used to be a personal fitness trainer, um, and I competed. Um, so I took it to you know, competitive levels, um, and I always saw the strength the literal strength in a woman's strong body. And I continue to do so. I'm mean, approaching 60 soon. So if you can keep your body strong, you definitely have a, a good foundation. But, not, but more than just strength, balance, coordination, uh, even the way we walk. Um, it's so easy to see women, even earlier than their 60s, not taking good care of themselves, and their posture stoops. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with all of the computer use now and, yes. the, you know, just the, the hunching over. And mm-hmm. what, would you, what would you say to the women who are listening that know that they're in that, they're in that pool of, of women who, who need help but maybe don't know where to start, who maybe aren't as physically strong as you are or haven't had that background in training and and competition? A little step, one step at a time. I think the first step in in self-care is an acknowledgement. And it doesn't mean to say that you have to go out and run a marathon, but certainly find something that you're comfortable with or that you enjoy. It could be dancing even or Mm -hmm. walking or hiking. Um, but to start making time for yourself, even if it's just 20 minutes a day. Just get moving. Just get moving, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what are some of the, the tricks and tips that you would recommend to, to begin? Certainly taking regular breaks when you're sitting at the computer. Um, I recommend to all my clients to set a timer and um, have the timer go off every hour so that you can take a stretch break, stretch and um, water break. Certainly, if you're drinking water throughout the day, you're going to have to get up and use the restroom. Um, so certainly use that opportunity as well to stretch and walk around so that you're not sitting like a hamster at a wheel at your computer. Right, right, which <laughs> is just so important. Perfect. Well, and you, yes. think, you think about not only for not only for your body, you know, physically moving your body, but for your eyes, to give your eyes a rest, and to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, soften your face and drop your shoulders mm-hmm. and really get back into your body. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever, I'm sure a lot of the, the people on the on, uh, during your com- community, um, I do it myself if I'm stuck and I have brain freeze or um, writer's block. And I think I have to stay at the computer until I sort it out, until something comes. But it's not until you step away and do something completely different. So if you're sitting down in front of the computer, to get up and walk around, even better if you can take a walk outside, even if it's just for 10 minutes. As soon as you step outside or away from the computer, 
you will have the solution mm-hmm. to your problem. Oh, yeah. It happens every time. Yeah, it's the same thing at at night um, if, if you have trouble sleeping. If you just turn over any of the issues to your higher power, you know, to, mm-hmm. and, and just... And just with the knowing that all will be revealed and resolved, and usually it is mm-hmm. the very next day. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's that, that trusting piece and switching things up and not forcing ourselves. You know, before our call today, um, I pulled a goddess card for you, as I often do mm-hmm. with uh, the women that I share time with. And and for you, uh, softly, softly, the tender touch mm-hmm. came up. And it was all about the feminine wisdom of gentleness and how that can assist us and how we don't need to push quite so hard to receive what is naturally coming to us. And that's really what I what I can see coming through here in this. We don't have to push so hard. We don't have to try to control. We can step away and take care of ourselves in such a loving way and come back to it later. Yeah, Yeah. the feminine one of the feminine principles is is to flow and let it go with ease. It's very much the masculine way to push and push and mm-hmm. push. It, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for women. No. What are some of your very, very favorite sacred feminine rituals? I know you have a lot of them, but but maybe we can we can whittle it down to a few. Yes. Um, well, I wrote the five. Um, principles of, of feminine wisdom and um, just briefly they are to reflect so in, in with the reflection it's about slowing down and um, going inwards and that of course is a daily meditation. I've been meditating now for quite some time and I feel the more I do it the more my body craves it so I started out with 10 minutes now I'm doing 20 minutes a day. And without that, um, I wouldn't be able to stay as focused as, I, as, I, as I'm able to with the meditation. And then connect. To connect with nature is another one of my favorite feminine uh, rituals. We're, as women, we're so much more connected to nature. If you think about our cycles, and how they're connected with, with moon, the moon times. Okay. If you think about the um, calendar months, 28 days to a cycle. It's 28, 28 days to a month is our uh, feminine cycle. So as women, if we're not outside in nature, we're not going to be as grounded. And to accept... Our emotions is another thing, too, that is one of my favorite feminine rituals, is to allow my feelings to ebb and flow. And I use the analogy when I, <clears throat> excuse me, when I take a walk on the, um, on the beach, I'm very fortunate to be close to the beach. I can, take, I can be at the beach in five minutes. And I love to look at the velocity of the ocean. And some days I'll go out and it's calm like a pond. And um, I think, oh, that's right. I'm just feeling very calm right now. And then other days I'll come out. The waves are crashing down. It's like, yes, I've got something to figure out here. What is it? Is my voice being heard? Mm -hmm. So um, being out in nature is is a huge one for me. It is for me too. And while I don't live near the ocean, I am 
five minutes from Lake Michigan, and Lake Michigan is a pretty awesome body of water in itself. And mm-hmm. and to to uh, that is my go to place for uh, just about for anything for sunsets and for walks on the beach and yeah. for being mindful and listening. And uh, oh. there's so much, just so much beauty there and so much to teach us if we're allowing it in, if we let it in. Yeah. And I see so many people with walking with cell phones and talking on their cell phones. I mean, granted, you might be, somebody might be walking, listening to this podcast, which is, which is wonderful, um, but, but missing it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have a conversation or even people out with their laptops in front of the ocean. Here they have this beautiful picture that is not a picture. It's real. It's moving. It's organic. It's live. Right. And they've got their faces stuck in their phones. I want to go up to people and, like, just tell them, put the phone away. Look up. Right, right. <laughs> what was your what was your purpose for coming here? I'm certain that it can't be staring at that screen. <sighs> right. Yeah. yeah. It kind of defeats the object. Is he gonna go down to the ocean to work? No. You go down to the ocean to connect. Leave your work at home. I don't even like to take my phone with me. I mean, I wanna disconnect. <laughs> right, right, gotcha. <laughs> And so you also like to talk about um, playtime, being spontaneous, and mm, I do. I love to be spontaneous. I'm. I'm. I've never. I shouldn't say never because I have worked for other people, but I've, I've been self-employed now more than half my life. So I'm lucky that I can create my own schedule, and I can allow more spontaneous um, activities. Certainly, than I'm sure if a lot of people are working nine to five. However. Um, that would give me even more of an opportunity to um, do something spontaneous. I love to call my husband, who is a corporate guy, um, on a Friday afternoon and say, you know, ask him, so when are you coming home? I've got something planned. Um, yeah. He's a good sport. <laughs> he, well, he likes it because he's, he's a planner, so that's all he does all day. So if I can come up with something spontaneous and fun and romantic um, to do. Um, and I joined... Um, a, a choir, which was a spontaneous thing, and I joined a, a drum circle group, which was another spontaneous activity that has turned out to be um, um, such a wonderful um, addition to my um, spiritual life. So, no doubt. Anything that you can do, yeah, that is, that is not planned, because it, it helps you go with the flow, and it helps you um, let go of expectation as well. And there's so Being much, fun. so much of the the beauty and the way that that the divine feminine moves through us is through flow and creativity. Mm-hmm. And when we can honor that and when we can allow ourselves to be in that space, it, it it's such a gift. It's a gift to ourselves. It's a gift to our families. It's a gift to our community. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and oftentimes reconnecting with something that you did um, as a child to, um, you know, it could be painting, you know, artwork, singing. Um, I think it's wonderful for women, especially in the menopause years. It's it's an, it's another awakening in our lives, and it's a chance to reconnect with something mm. that we maybe started, you know, as a as a younger person, but didn't pursue because of career or family. Sure, sure. 
And it's never too soon nor too late to begin again in, with anything. No. No. Mm. Let's, let's talk about how you've learned to embody being the sovereign goddess that you are. Yes. Well, um, I, I lead women's retreats. And um, when I sit in sacred circle with women and see, see each woman uh, transform and drop the mask, the mask that we wear in the outside world, um, that to me is the most delicious experience to witness. And with my retreats, I focus on a different goddess and we do deep work around that particular goddess and I'll pull in activities um, related to that goddess. So when I'm doing that work, I'm sitting in my my power as a sovereign goddess and to be able to give to women who desperately need it. I meet so many women who don't even allow an hour for themselves um, because of work and family commitments. So when I can pull them away and bring them back, it's it's a journey back home to themselves. That's that's really how I like how I like to look at a weekend retreat. You're bringing yourself back home to yourself mm-hmm. and to sit and witness that. Um, the first retreat I um, led, I was driving home. I was talking to my husband on the phone and telling him how great it went and. She said to him on the phone, if I crash and die right now, I will have died living my purpose. Wow. Leading women's retreat. It's, um, that's very, that's very powerful. powerful. That's very powerful. And I, I agree with you as well and that, um, that when we can come together in circle, we really can heal and and change the world and to have the witnesses and to be yeah. in that safe place, in that yummy yes. place. And sometimes just the understanding that 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 lie that we tell ourselves that, that we're alone uh, or that mm-hmm. uh, that nobody would understand or mm-hmm. could, could possibly uh, understand. And then there you are and you get that uh, that beautiful experience. I, I was really lucky to be a part of, a, and still am a part of the Changing Woman Sisterhood, and in the journey work that we did through the 13 grandmothers, uh, mm, almost, uh, almost, ev- almost everyone in the group was, um, all but one, is, was 10 years or more older than I was. And what a blessing that was in itself, to have these women mm. at all these different stages that I haven't experienced yet and to learn from them through in that space you know beyond all of the other bonuses of of being a part of it and all of the healing work that we did so I completely uh, agree with you the reverence that I have for women's circles and retreats and um, all of those things that are done with great care for the you know that that better our communities are wow so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just oftentimes it's just being able to um, have somebody listen. Yeah. And then have permission um, when you witness other women and giving the other women permission to speak. 
um, yeah, holding the holding the space. You can't put a price on that. No, you sure can't. And to be able to laugh and cry and howl and scream and you know whatever it is that needs to happen and doing so without judgment and doing so mm -hmm. from this um, from this space that you know wh whatever comes up is perfectly acceptable and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yeah so we could be talking about this for days what comes up for you what bubbles up in your heart when you hear the phrase to walk in beauty mm. Well, of course, as soon as I heard that, I saw myself um, walking on the beach with a, a low tide, um, with that sand that is firm, and you can walk for miles. Um, but it's more than just physical walking. Of course, it's, it's really about a whole body experience, um, about standing and in my power and speaking my truth and living my purpose. Um, that's, what, that's what comes to mind. Um, and pretty much everything that we've said, you know, about, about connecting with nature, about letting go, about going with the, with the flow of life. Um, and also for me, walking in beauty is when I play um, the oldest archetypal drum um, which is the uh, frame drum, and I joined um, a drum class, and every week I sit in sacred circle with my drum sisters, and my teacher is a student of the late uh, Lynn Redman, who wrote the, the book, when the, I know you're familiar with the book, uh, when, mm. when the drummers were women. Yeah, but it's, it's such a, you know, it's, it's a must read. It, for for oh, yeah. for all uh, everyone listening, uh, when the drummers yeah. were women, please uh, do yourself yeah. the the give you know give yourself the gift of reading this book whether you whether you choose to to have a frame drum or not. It's just such a powerful, beautiful, beautiful book. And Lane left us far too young, in my opinion. But yeah. how how what a blessing that you get to learn and be in a circle with one of her students. Which you know makes you one of her students as well. Yes, yes, yeah. And and walking in beauty is is um, walking with the frame drum because uh, Lane actually was was very much about not only drumming but stepping and singing at the same time. So there's less than one percent of drummers in the world that can sing and drum and walk at the same time. And that's what we do. Um, she would bring her drummers in procession. I don't know if you've ever seen any of her videos. I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so when I'm walking in beauty, I'm also walking with this, this ancient archetypal drum. And I am walking and singing for all the women. I'm going to get teary now. <laughs> that um, voices that their voices were taken away from them when they were forbidden to sing and drum and dance um, when the patriarchal religions and Christianity invaded Europe. Um, and, you know, their, their voices were taken away from them. So when I sing 
into the drum because it is a vocal tuning drum as well, the frame drum, especially the bigger drum. Um, I am I am reclaiming all the voices mm. that were lost. Yes. So it's it's my direct lineage to the um, to the ancients. Let's talk a little bit about your inspiration for the couple's massage handbook. Oh yes. Yes. Um, the couple's massage handbook and deep in the relationship with the healing car of touch. I wrote this book because I really wanted to inspire couples who are so stressed, uh, working long hours, overtime, and um, are touch-deprived. We live in a touch-deprived society. We're so connected to our um, electronic devices that I'm afraid that most couples, if they work all day, they come home and they tune out in front of the TV and don't have time to connect with their, with their loved one. So this is my bridge, uh, my gateway, if you like, to a, a deeper, um, in, intimate relationship using the healing power of touch. And this, uh, uh, the, the, link to, the link to your book, too, will be available. Uh, if, if you're listening to this right now and you're not on the website listening, you can uh, visit transformationgoddess.com, and on our blog you'll find links to uh, the Couples Massage Handbook as well as a, the, a gift that we're going to be talking about shortly. But um, tell, you can certainly tell us more about the handbook. I didn't want to cut you off from talking about it, but did want our listeners to know it would be very easy for them to access. No, not at all. I appreciate that. Um, yes, the the book. Um, I, it's it's actually a very light. It's a it's a light read. It's not heavy with all these complicated massage strokes. I don't you know want to intimidate anybody thinking that oh my goodness I'm not a professional massage therapist. How can I possibly give a massage to my partner? Um, my the whole process in the book is really about setting time and setting an intention of why you want to do the massage. It could be for many different reasons. Maybe you're you're exhausted and you want to um, sleep well that night. Um, it could be um, to connect. And um, if you've had a, you know, if you've not been able to connect with each other through work commitments, um, it could just be that you're sore from working out. Um, many different reasons. But it's a lot of what, of what I talk about is, is the preparation, setting the right location and using um, tools that I recommend, using the right platform to massage on, using a certain amount of massage oils. I do have my own massage um, bath and um, oils and massage oils that I recommend. Um, so it's a lot about the the preparation mm, and, and such as, your intention. Yeah, and such a sensual experience too. And when, when you mm -hmm. put that much love and care into it, and I also would think, mm -hmm. I would also think that this would be a lovely way for couples to find each other again if they've, yeah. you know, gotten off on their own paths mm -hmm. or busy in exactly. one thing or another. It's so so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Yeah. You also have a free gift for our journey today, and it's called Reclaim and, and Ignite Your Inner Goddess. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, I created a goddess quiz 
Um, so I have some questions for you to answer and to see which goddess archetype you most relate to. And then once you discover uh, which goddess you are, I have a, um, an af- a daily affirmation and a beauty ritual um, for you to ground in and, um, and relate and ignite that inner, that inner goddess, maybe the goddess that you um, have forgotten and you want to reconnect and rekindle. And um, it will be available definitely when when this recording goes out. So I'm very excited about that. And along also in the Couples Massage Handbook, you will get another gift too if anybody purchases that. And it's it's a whole list of, of things to get you started. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. so, so very helpful. I love watching you... Uh, show up and share from your heart and from your experience and in such a generous way and such a beautifully thoughtful and sensual way uh you uh i just am grateful to get to know you better and to to see how you dance through the world and and how generous you are Hmm. thank you i've just got goosebumps all over my body <laughs> oh well, our time together has has come to an end. But um, but I'd love to you know open the the floor to you as we close. If there's anything, Helen, that you'd like to share uh, as you send us on our way today, we'd be open to receiving that message. Touch is love. That's what I would like to leave everybody with, and I could mean anything. Touch is love. And so beautiful that the card I pulled for you today is softly, softly, the tender touch. Helen Hodgson with us here today. She is the founder of Serve the Goddess and she does so much more. You are going to enjoy her free gift as well as I invite you to take a peek at the couple's massage handbook. This goddess shines. Sending oceans of love to you and everybody. Thank you. You're invited to visit transformationgoddess.com to receive Shan's enchanting four-part audio series for supportive practices to awaken your inner goddess.